I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. When we're not protecting your reality, we're debating what the better Ben and Jerry's flavor is, Stark Raven Hazelnuts or Honka, Honka Burning Fudge. I am Wesley Sykes, and to the other side of the ether is the Corvus Glaive to my ebony maw. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, groom for hire. You know what? I like that one. I'll take Corvus Glaive, even though he gets roasted quite a few times in this one, but ebony maw bites the dust hard. Uh, yes, yeah, poor representation from Corvus Glaive, but he does look pretty badass. You know, he does, and I, I, no, I don't think he was like, you know, these guys are all like taking on multiple Avengers at once, like, so they yeah, they, they fight true. hard. And Ebony Maw, like, is a good, great one for YouTube because he's very smart and like very like oh. particular and everything. So I think oh. he's funny too, like, in, just like in how condescending he can be. Um, uh, not too okay. condescending, well, not too condescending, it. not too condescending. I, I went too that's, far. That's there. the compliment sandwich that we all love to hear, Fuck. uh, but. But you can do no wrong because, uh, as you might have alluded to, uh, we will be cracking open the MCU rewatch vault to discuss 2018's uh, culmination. Right? It's a it's a culmination of Marvel's grand scheme here. Avengers: mm. uh, Infinity War actually just days away from the four year anniversary of its release date, uh, uh, April 27th, I believe, as uh, as a crow flies. Look at that. Look at no, us. May, maybe not. What what day is today? Maybe it's not. Oh, uh, it's not. It's not that close. No, it's, it's like a close. week or so. so yeah. You know, we're, yeah, we're right around it. Yeah, we're uh, like a work week away. And of course, we screwed up because if you listened all the way to the end of last oh, week's episode, God. we previewed uh, Captain Marvel and just skipped over three movies, two of the biggest ones ever. <laughs> yep, it's pretty bad. Um, so, huh, and and the worst part is too, we both rewatched it already so yeah. yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm glad you caught it but like in the course of my weekend i see west texting i'm like oh no how did we fuck and like as you said i'm like oh oh that's of right. course of course it's, we did right yeah. like oh. I'm, i was putting through like starting to put together the notes for the episode and was looking yeah. through um you know the uh um rankings and no the end credits and like the mid credits and stuff because i do all that kind of before i watch it just to kind of have yeah. everything together and i was like oh oh <laughs> yep yeah. that doesn't make sense then because like the end credit scene like uh, I, I was all, all bonkers but and we saw the beeper moment right too in, Ca- in captain marvel yeah yeah and i'm like exactly. i didn't I, i'm like oh yeah that's right it's the end of the, uh, you know i remember but like just in the moments like oh it, there it is for the infinity war explanations i didn't even think like that happens at the end of infinity war you dumbass well oh, i know bad. we caught it we're, we're both right there you, you caught it uh you caught it what's well, team effort you know right this is true fingers this is true. I appreciate that very much. Real team guy over here. Look at you. Speaking of fingers, though, I heard, Mr. Nicholas, that you mm. uh, put the lit in literature this weekend, as you usually do, but uh, <laughs> in a little different way. Yes, I did. I am now happily engaged uh, to my girlfriend. Bravo. Lauren. So very excited. Um, she is the real genius behind everything. All the good stuff I bring to the show. Yes, a round of applause. Look at you. 
Um, but they, I gotta, yeah. I gotta give it, I've yet to meet uh, her and I have yet to mm -hmm. give her, uh, my, my blessing in this. So none of this is really, uh, oh, legal tender yet until I get my, my blessing here. So. Well, she's listened to you on the show enough. So she knows what you're like, which I don't know if that's going to help. Which is, is actually the concerning part because if she listens so much and we have yet to meet, then that means she probably is not in too big of a rush to meet me, but ah. I'm putting all of that aside <laughs> because I'm welcoming her into the, the new family here. But what I will say is what I love is that the uh, impact that she's had on you pop culture-wise is uh, very apparent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been, Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, she's, I, I'm not even sure if you can you can calculate it. No. I don't. I think it, it's like it, intangibles to the max. Um, she, you know, never forget all the data and the X's and O's and whatnot. She just brings it. Um, so, yeah. But, I, but I've, in all seriousness, um, yeah, she. Like, we have like this list. I mean, I, I talk about Ex Machina. Like uh, right, yeah. Whatever. I wouldn't watch that in a million freaking years because, and she almost didn't want to watch it because she knows you're gonna watch it and you're gonna get annoyed with all the main characters in it. <laughs> and she wasn't wrong, but still, I'm glad I watched it because it is a well done movie. See exactly, and otherwise, you would be back on season four of According to the Gym. <sighs> that one, yeah, that's a deep cut. That is a deep, deep cut. cut. And I feel like people, so like some people, you know, from who don't know it's just from the DSG, like look at it and think I'm this big, like super fan. Don't get me wrong, I watched the show as a kid and everything. But you guys got to go back and listen for <laughs> like dig for Wes's one of his intro questions to find out why that's actually a joke still to this day on this show. Yes, yes, absolutely. It will be a good research for the super fans out there, but we will dive in a little bit more into your uh, nuptials or, well, prenuptials, I guess you, you could say, mm. uh, from the week. I'm not even sure if that's the proper phrase, but you know what I'm trying to say. I we'll know get what you to mean. that a little bit later in the Discharge Depot because we, again, have a jam-packed episode with Avengers Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And of course, today, the release of the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, uh, finally, after what, like how long awesome. did you wait? We're within 80 days, 90 days or so of uh, of its release. And mm -hmm. again, you right off the top, I'll let you I'll let you open it up, Nick. You thought so, it was awesome. This well, it's awesome that we're finally getting it. And look, I understand we don't need it. You and I have said it, like we want it, we don't necessarily need it. Um, right. and, and honestly, if we don't get another thing, I think we'll be fine. I don't know if that's gonna end up happening after what we've seen with Doctor Strange. Um, but man, like we get to see we get a look at Jane Foster as the Mike Thor. Mm -hmm, we get a look mm -hmm. at Thor and just you know. A general idea of some of the stuff he's going to go through. Um, Having his rocky uh, training moment, uh, lo losing that beer gut. Mm -hmm. And it, again, of course, awesome music as we would expect now with Taika Waititi mm -hmm. is just like of James course. Gunn has done. Um, and, and get a feel for where he is, you know, in his adventures with the Guardians and everything. So, But still, at the same time, Wes, not a whole lot in the way of plot. Right. No, that's what I like. You know, it was a lot of cool visuals. You get your first look as uh, as uh, King Valkyrie and kind of seeing what's going on with New Asgard. That seems to be flourishing. A lot of tourism and, and whatnot that's going on there. You also get your first look at, uh, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name there, but Zeus, uh, who's the actor there, the Australian guy, Russell Crowe. Yep. Good call. Uh, so you, you get the you get your first look at him, which uh, you know, or, or semi first look from the back there and everything mm -hmm. that he's controlling. I wonder if he's going to be uh, related to Odin at all, you know, maybe an uncle or a cousin or brother or something, sense. you know, that would make uh, sense. very interesting stuff there. We also get, of course, the first look at, uh, uh, Natalie Portman as, as the mighty Thor. Awesome. Yeah. She, she looks like, I mean, like, obviously we know Natalie Portman is like, she's, you know, this, uh, I mean, we've, it was a black swan and, and, right. and, and, yeah. um, oh, yeah. and Padme Amidala, all these different things where she's v like, for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. yeah, right. And she's all, she's this tiny, you know, actress all the time mm -hmm. and now it looks like okay 
she's put on some muscle. She's put, she's gotten into the role. And I think we saw an image leaked a while back, but just seeing it now, you know, on screen and everything where we now we know how kind of it plays a little bit. Um, mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. excited for that. But just in general, the vibe of this thing is the biggest thing for me. We, we knew it was going to be fun and you know wild, but like, it just seems like we're taking what we did with Ragnarok and we're trying to make it even bigger and better. And that's what we want with this movie. Exactly. And you get the Guardians of the Galaxy, too. I don't know how big of a role they're going to be playing in all of this. It seems to be, again, loaded loaded with a whole lot of, lot of stars and supporting roles and cameos, much like Doctor Strange or the Multiverse of Madness. But I'm very excited about this. We thought we were just getting you know, the movie poster. I think that, that came out first. And then <laughs> right after that, we get the, the, the first teaser trailer. Um, great way to start off the week. Uh, kind of stealing the the thunder away from HBO and and uh, Warner Brothers with the release of the Batman now available on yeah. HBO Max today. Yeah, kind of honestly, you know, I I did notice that today, and you're 100 yeah. right. Completely forgot about it after we saw the uh, all the Thor developments and everything. But I'll, I'll go back and rewatch this. I don't know if it'll be this week, but I'm going to definitely do it soon. I mean, this is it's a kick-ass movie. I want to see how much it holds up for me. Do you see it? You saw it a second time, right? Uh, what uh, what's that? Uh, ba- the Batman in theater. No, 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 I haven't. I'll, I'll probably watch it tonight after this, actually. I'll oh. sleep to it. Nice. You, Get some good you, dreams. And you saw it behind... It's not, that, that won't give you nightmares at all? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry, I get my co-host Pleasant mixed stuff. up. Joe gets scared with everything. So yes, yes. You're the exactly. tough guy. Well, you know, yeah. That's a little offensive. I'm going to let that one slide, but... Of course. I'm so, my apologies. I'm so sorry. Split personalities, split hosts. It's all on topic when we're talking about Moon Knight, Season 1, Episode 3, The Friendly Type, Nick. Uh, and, and you, I want your thoughts on this as the Moon Knight superfan before I share my thoughts. I, I thought this episode was a little bit confusing this time around. Um, I, and I Okay. And I'm definitely that's, that's comforting. I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch. I, I plan on rewatching this whole thing before we do our final episode because, of course, yeah. Wednesday releases. We have that luxury um, when we do our episodes on Mondays. But um, this one, I really am going to need to lock in on because there was a lot of moving pieces. Um, we get a lot of like in terms of powers and everything. A lot of developments there, and I feel like we're reaching with Moon Knight a little bit in that regard. Um, yes. Doesn't mean I hate it necessarily. Doesn't mean it won't work out in the end. Doesn't mean it's not a hallucination either but it's a lot um uh I, I, I well, do you I, think that do we think we're getting a third personality do you think that's gonna that, be jake the jake lockley character that everyone's been speculating that should happen that that mm-hmm. absolutely should happen and, it, and it's going to explain a lot of stuff and i'm totally fine with that i'm more when i say the the surprising stuff and i don't know if you could call it a hallucination because we saw like people reacting to it but the the world spinning stuff that was Right, that was something. So yeah, so um, it was changing the sky back to the time of what the ancient BC, ancient Egyptian era, so that they could locate um, what Ahmed's tomb. Is that is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. And then and, and again, I'm gonna go back and rewatch that to make sure double check on this stuff. Speaking of Ahmed, though, I've talked about a certain run, uh, Jeff Lemire's run on Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. It was like 14, 15 issues, but Ahmed was at the center of that. At least the first arc of it. I haven't reread it in a about a year but that like that character is like a real is like a real piece of work like it creates a lot of headaches for mark specter and i have like if if things go south for this character like i'm hoping they do over the course of this season they could set up for lemire's run with amit um for that second season of this character if they want to do another one with with moon knight but i'm really curious about your thoughts because obviously you were confused a little bit like i was 
Well, I was confused and, and I was really disappointed because when you get the scene in the um, in, in the Pyramid of Giza, right, and, and mm. it's the the council with all the gods, so you get the gods as their avatars, which was disappointing. I was hoping you, you, we would see all of the gods in their godlike form. Maybe that's coming down the road. That's obviously a big money in CGI, so I kind of you know get that. But again, this is the problem. Like when we talk about big money with Marvel, it's like. The New York Yankees not spending on free agency. You know, you're, you're kind of losing me there a little bit there. You want to stay on the luxury tax. And where I would normally argue with you, um, well, you know, you we, like we don't want to run into like CGI issues. Of course, with, with Marvel, like at D- Disney Marvel, we don't run into that problem as much as we would like a Sony Marvel. Right. At, additionally, more importantly, Khonshu looks fucking outstanding. Like so they're just being cheap or, or, or yeah. it's a storytelling thing. I don't know. I, I thought Conchu, I thought the, um, you know, the, the Moon Knight suits look cool. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to be heavily CGI. But again, yep. back, back to that whole council there, like it, it was just very weird. You know, Conchu called it. I know he's you know not in high favor, high regard with all the other gods there. But the choice to have him interrupting Mark Spector and like kind of speaking through his body as he kind of like convulses was very jarring to the whole hmm. conversation and then just how quickly the gods go to believe uh um ethan hawk's character their hero hmm. um you know without even like going to check the site like he was like right th- you know it seemed very lazy on the gods part when in theory these are like all seeing gods right like this is true but omnipotent. I- you would think they're omnipotent i mean i just think gods we've seen gods be lazy over the years and i can maybe that's just played out and that's why i but like it's it's like i can see conchu's like a, a like a legitimate problem all the time like even yeah. and, and you've seen it with mark specter like he doesn't have a great relationship with him um it, over the years he took on the role of like being his fist but at the same time he doesn't like the god as much so no one really gets along with him so i do kind of understand them doubting him mm-hmm. but at the same time like i like yeah like it is lazy like if you want to call that lazy writing I don't blame you for that necessarily. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's lazy on the on the actual like the character part too. Like, just go and look. You're in Egypt. Like, they can't mm. be more than I don't know, thirty miles away, forty miles away. Like, just just go. That's true too. That is also yeah, true. So, so that was like a little little disappointment throughout all of that there. But you know, I wonder. Episode four is supposed to be. This was like the end of the screeners. I think. I think the like a lot of the review people got four is yep. episode or episode four. So I think there's this is supposed to be a big twist, uh, and if you think uh, kind of like um, what was the FXX um, show Legion? that was like Legion? Yes, thank you. I, I, I've heard it's kind of along those type of lines. Oh, dude, not Legion. Really oh, sure, like what's right, what's up, what's like real, okay. what's not. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense because Legion deals with a similar kind of situation. Um, that's I've watched some of that, not all of it, but that is that show is a fucking lot. Um, but yeah, this that, that that makes sense though for this character. I be I'm, I'm okay with that. Like here, yeah. it's gonna be a twist, but that sucks for the screeners that the, the reviewers that had to wait forever. I know, and you're waiting on on what I suppose a cliffhanger is. You got you got a uh, nice note here before heading to the comic book minute. This is this is great news uh i oh yeah yes 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 uh so i saw actually we're talking about basketball before the show um dealing with some breaking news and everything we also got some big news today from espn's adrian wojnarowski that's relevant i think to our listeners uh, and ourselves um woj is reporting that starting lineup action figures are coming back this september i think Hashtag i saw toy boys 
I think I saw it's the twenty second. Now, did you you got you had starting lineup action figures right back in the day? Uh, back in the day, I had a few. Now, mm. what I would like to know is is this just basketball only? Uh, I didn't see anything about any sports specifically, and even like his video thing, like it was like just a new logo for starting lineup. He did not specify in sports, but okay. it would make sense they'll probably start with that given the time of year. It'd either be bait. I don't know. It could be football that they start with, actually. Yeah, I would be okay with. Ba- I'm going to be in the line for some baseball memorabilia. You know, I just put the baseball cards down on my bar top, here, mm. so I'm about to seal it tonight, mm-hmm. uh, and then get the epoxy on. So I'm I'm in the running for some old time baseball memorabilia. So I'm curious what this how what this ends up looking like though, because like starting lineup as when we were when we were kids. That was awesome. Like Very I felt cool. like they were the best, but then Todd McFarlane came in and just made them look like nothing. They made them look like they were like 30 <laughs> years out of date. Um, so I don't know how they're going to respond to that necessarily. Cause McFarlane still made like some of the best sports action figures I've ever seen. Um, but you know, I, I, and I had a ton of these, I would say Matumbo was probably one of my favorite ones. I had oh, Matumbo, okay. Nomar rookie one, Griffey sure. on the reds. Uh, I don't think I had Pedro. I but Jake had Randy Johnson, but yeah. So I, I had a ton though. I'm just, those are just a few. I, I, I had way too many. I love it. That's that's good news here. Now, now, what do we have coming up here in the comic book minute? I see an interesting comic from Image that uh, might catch my eye. I thought you would be interested in that, and I will. T- <laughs> so I'll start there. So Wes is referring to the secret history of weed, um, and I will give this a read so that way I can, so that way I can report back to you on this. But this is not something yes. that I'm necessarily be crazy interested. In. I will tell you, Wes. It is a one shot. So okay. if you just want to have a, you know, want to be like, oh yeah, it's a comic book that I have. If you want to have one around the house, like it's a one shot. You won't need to read anything else beyond that. Um, also from DC, we got uh, actually from Image. We also got Philadelphia twenty one this week. Um, from Marvel, we got the final issue of Donny Kate's first arc on Hulk. So that's issue six. Uh, the return of the Wolverine mainland. Of course, we've had Benjamin Percy on TLDR a few times. Uh, Wolverine twenty just finished his whole. Uh, his whole like big Wolverine event that he had um, okay. from AWA. We have the crimson cage issue five, which is this wrestling story that Joe talked about on the show last week. He, we actually got an advanced look at the final issue uh, because we're going to be having the writer of this series and hotel on TLDR this week. Um, hotel was one was actually one of the top 10 dork horror comics. We did that a little while back. Oh. Um, so really like, so really excited to pick his brain on both of those two stories. Um, but yeah, that is, that is it for the comic book minute this week. I love it. That's good stuff. The hotel, the motel, the holiday Inn. can't yes. wait. Can't Couldn't wait get Snoop Dogg, but we tried. Well, that, that would be chingy. Uh, uh often wait, confused. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. 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 Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, like featured in that song. I feel like there were like five people in that song besides getting you. chilly. Uh, nothing chilling at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, but okay. I thought that. I thought that Snoop was in it. I didn't think it was his song. Eh, might might be. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm getting confused here too. Uh, yeah, I'm looking I, at it right here. L- L- yep, Chingy, Ludacris, and Snoop Dogg. Oh wow! Okay, look at that. Look, look at, at this. Look at you, Nick. Wow, this is a whole new Nick Fryer here. I don't even know. I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> Okay, it's. The, I think we should move into the main main title before we. I mean, no, right, so no. Now I think we happening. should parlay this into some more rap questions here. Oh no! Okay, well, what do you got for me? Bring it. Can you successfully name the members of the Wu Tang Clan? Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> I know, I know, Method Man and Ghostface Killer. Okay, and I think that's it. All right, well, that's good. We'll end it there. It's a two man group. It, you're two for. You're two out of two. You're being way too generous. Seriously, was it how many was it? Was it five? 
Was no, there, there's a whole bunch. I, I kind of forget who is of... like on the outskirts, but it's Method Man, it's Red Man, it's Inspected Deck, it's uh, 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 who, who am I? Raekwon the Chef. Uh, I'm forgetting okay. some of the guys who are Old Dirty Bastard. I don't know why I was thinking of either five or nine. The RZA, the Jizza. The RZA, yep. Okay, yep. That one I should that one I should have gotten. Um, anyways, um, so <laughs> you got any more for me though? I got okay, so two uh, out of nine. I think that's pretty good. I think we'll right. we'll go there. Yeah. We'll quit while we're ahead and get into the main topic for tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh which is of course the, the MCU rewatch vault. Um and Nick, I'm gonna give you a moment to catch your breath here because you have a huge cast and crew ahead of you here. Uh, but the event, Avengers Infinity War, uh, which came out in 2018, the synopsis of which is the Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before the blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. Cast and crew, buckle <laughs> up, everybody. So we have this, of course, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Don Cheadle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillan, uh, Tom Hiddleston, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Idris Elba, Denai Guerrera. I am so sorry, Akoya. I get, I do, I always struggle with her name. Uh, Peter Dinklage, Benedict Wong, Pong Clementaff, Dave Batista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Gwyneth Paltrow, Benicio del Toro, Josh Brolin, and Chris Pratt. And th- there was a lot more. We could have kept going there. It was like the Happy Hogan's and some of the other things, and you know, yeah. the cameo cameos. So uh, yeah, um, and uh, Letitia, uh, what's her name? Letitia Wright, of yeah, course. Yeah. Wright, yes. But you know what I thought was interesting? And actually, Lauren knows this when we were rewatching this. So Robert Downey Jr. is the first one mentioned of mm-hmm. like all these main people at the end of the um, at the end of the first one mentioned in the credits. The last one is Chris Pratt. Would you have thought he would be the guy who'd be like all the way at the end? No, and in fact, when I was looking at the cast and, and crew here, I, that also jumped out at me. I thought it was very interesting the way IMDb listed uh, who was first and who was and and how far down Josh Brolin and Chris Pratt were specifically. Yeah, and and uh, Brolin, trying to think he's here. he's the protagonist. Yeah, Brolin's the Brolin is the big one here, and I would think I mean Brolin's one of the older actors in this, if not the oldest, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he's been in yeah. for a long time. Sure, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. That, it makes sense that he's towards the bottom if he's not going to be towards the top. Um, but I, I, yeah, I would like now that you mentioned Brolin, I would think he should be last over Chris Pratt. He yeah, that. yeah. Again, very, very interesting stuff here. So, mm. but of course, this was a a record setter. It hauled in uh, six hundred seventy-eight million at the box office domestically, including uh, two hundred fifty-eight million on its opening weekend. Uh, and and that accounted towards a 2.04 billion overall box office haul. Uh, that number ranks second in the MCU behind only Avengers Endgame and ahead of the recent release Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, it received an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, as well as an 85-91 split on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, as, as well, last but not least, I should say, 4.7 out of 5 on Google Reviews with 91% of users liking this movie, Nick. I know we do grades, but I, I'm starting to get... Like, what, 
people get you know, people know with us like you like it or you don't like it. It's what, what it comes down to. They they can figure it out with us. But sure. I'm starting to feel like more and more when it comes to these like binary reviews or not but not not sorry with these like number reviews the uh the aggregate reviews i care more about getting just from a binary standpoint like just tell me did you like it did you not like it like google yeah. like the google users i just want to know how many people like this i don't need the range of how much you liked it just tell me because i see 91 from the audience on rotten tomatoes and i know they've done well recently with their with the audience grades but man, I don't understand how you don't have this like right around an A. I get it's not all just comic book movies, but I yeah. have I, to jump into my score and tweet length review. I have this as a 98 out of 100. Um, I really don't think there's much to dislike about this movie outside of Peter Quill being an idiot. Yeah, I, I'm in uh, complete agreement with you. Uh, you know, we're in the same boat 97 out of 100. It's the tip of the culmination of Marvel's grand scheme, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the theater experience was unbelievable, un, you know, uh, uh, unmatchable. Uh, and the stakes at the time felt that they, they were the most real. Uh, yeah. and, and that's that's the key clause right there at that time, that prepositional phrase, some might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, because coming out of the theater, you're like, well, what is going to happen? You have questions abound. The emotional stakes felt very high. You have a lot of deaths. But now, you, not only did all those characters who were blipped away returned, but you also have... You know, Loki getting his own show. You have Vision coming back with his own show and, and a couple other things like that as well. Yeah. But uh, Thanos was well worth the wait. In my opinion, this is the best of the Avengers series. So 97 out of 100 for me. And we will get to Endgame, you know, not not too long. I mean, it depends on how, how much we pause in between the next few um, you know, MC rewatches that we do. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, that one was still, that's still my favorite. But this is like rewatching it. I haven't rewatched this one a ton um, not so much because of length, but more so because of kind of what you said. Like, okay, Endgame made it where, like, yeah, Infinity. We actually did a debate on this not too long right. ago, mm-hmm. and and that was one of my points. Like, you know, like it makes it less relevant, but at the same time, it is such a compelling story, and you still feel a lot of emotions. The action, of course, is outstanding, but none of it's wasted either. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you know, for us, it's at the top of our CMM MCU rankings to date right now, taking over the number one spot uh, at ninety-seven point five aggregate score between the two of us. Yeah, and, or comfortably beating out, I should say, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which has a ninety-three point five. Yeah, full four points. That's uh, that's that's a good number. It'd be yeah. four points ahead right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and let's get right into it here, uh, into the categories. The On Your Left Award, uh, mm. which would be fitting as as we get move forward here mm. a little bit closer to Endgame. Uh, for the most rewatchable scene, and Nick, you, you got a couple here. I'll let you let you start rattling them off. Yeah, so um, some of these are smaller moments within, you know, these bigger battles. But, of course, action scenes are the ones that we talk about most when we're talking about this. But I will start us off with Thor meeting the Guardians. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, about our quotes in this, and we get a few from there. Mm-hmm. But just everybody fawning over um, Chris Hemsworth's Thor versus, you know, Star-Lord, where he's just like, you know, what is this? Like, who is this guy? He, he freaking sucks. Like, get out of my face. And then, of course, we get that. Immediately the, intimidated, yeah. You are not taking a part, <laughs> sir. Not today. Like, it's, what is, like, it was great. So I don't know how much that's improv. I would like to know because um, that, that was outstanding. Okay, yeah, I'm going to commit. I'm, I'm going to buy a Bowflex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Iron Man versus Thor, of course, that's, hap- that's part of the big Titan battle. Awesome stuff. Black Widow, Scarlet Iron Man versus Thanos. Thanos, what, right? What yeah, did I yeah. Say? Thor? He, he said Thor. We're, Thor was on the brain there, and, yep. I, and I'm right there with you too. Because like when, when you talk about the Iron Man versus Thanos on the, the Battle of Titan, there, 
Um, unreal, un unreal scene. That whole battle there. I mean, pulling a moon out into uh, you know Iron Man is crazy. Nuts. And again, everything you know. Iron Man throws everything at, at Thanos only for a drop of blood. You know, like that's an all-time line, right? Yeah, there. it is. Uh, but, but spinning off of that, Strange versus Thanos on Titan 2, which True. is a great okay. kind of like a side, like a side view video game type of 1v1 fight where like, mm. again, they're just throwing their best at one another. And Strange, this is the best performance that we've seen from Strange, you know, to date. Um, you know, at that point, you know, at that point in time, yeah, because um, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, Doctor Strange, the movie didn't really show all that, but then you get all this cool stuff with the ropes and the ribbons and him kind of spanning out and the multiple uh, Doctor Doctor Strange is all around him. Like that's very cool CGI work and, and again use of uh, his power set. You know, it's funny you bring up the one v one and talking about it like a video game. Like if you were to make this, if you were to call this a video game we would be playing as Thanos more than likely. Not like like that, like yeah. you're creating the yeah. game. It's it's kind of wild to think that. Um, but that's what, again, to this movie, what this movie did so well, like centering all of this around Thanos um, and, and putting him on center stage. Um, mm -hmm. So then the other ones that I had to, um, you know, the other battle taking place back on earth, we have Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, and Okoye mm -hmm. versus Proxima Midnight. Um, get, I still get a little goosebumps in that moment too, where she's like ready to roast Scarlet Witch. Um, then Okoye and Black Widow come in. Um, and then the other one, too, for me, this is the number one. I think when you talk about, like, you know, we could probably do an episode on this. I, I would think we could we could do an episode on this. Like, top moments within the MCU, like, top ten moments, something to that. And sure, yeah. I think Thor's arrival on Earth after he gets Stormbreaker Ooh. is up there. Like, it's it might be number one. Just, uh, I don't know, the snap's up there, too. But it's just amazing still get goosebumps and um still get, like as soon as rocket steps down to cox a gun still fires me the fuck up so that that's my number one yeah and i i love the addition of the black widow uh akoya approximate midnight fight because if you go back to uh what might have been civil war i think you know scarlet witch and, and some of the dorm kind of have a little back and forth and, and, and black panther's like as much as i would love to see that now is not the time maybe maybe that was in black panther maybe i'm, I'm confusing the two but Either way, so that's a cool kind of moment where they come together uh, and, then, and then team up against Proxima Midnight there. So I thought that was cool. And again, the, the arrival on Earth, I mean, for Thor, unreal moment. Again, like you said, top five, uh, if not the top moment in the MCU. I, I think I think that's a, worth a debate or a conversation worth having at least. But again, like if it's not for Thanos, like Thor is probably the protagonist in this whole movie. It's a, it's a Thor yep. story. Like mm -hmm. he's the driving force. If it's not Thanos, right? Yeah, it's why it is wild how much he's kind of taken over in time. I mean, even with Fat Thor, it was it was different, but still like such a so, such a focal point in everything. But, but yeah, you know, he took it, it all so personal, and that was like the the result of it was Fat Thor, right? That was like the result yeah. of all of this. So I, yeah. I think that's like he's the one who took it the hardest, right? Yeah. Like, the more I think about this, though, the more I think we should have this conversation at some point, like the top uh, MCU moments. Absolutely. Um, That's like a done deal. Try and rank that or something to that end. Um, but before we do that, i got a long way to wait for that. Let's do the America's Ass Award for what age the best. What do you got for me? Yeah, and a couple of, um, you know, an honorable mention here, just Tony Stark's bleeding edge nanotech. Like, you know, one of the things I look forward to every time you get a, a new Iron Man is a new suit. Uh, this one just topped itself, right? This was like the, the top of the charts here. And the way that it, it all just kind of reintegrates, rebuilds onto himself, or as we see in No Way Home, you just need a little bit of the suit for it to kind of regenerate and take over all of uh, Doc Ock's 
um, octopus tentacles and everything like that. So it, it, it's like amazing, amazing technology and obviously necessary for uh, who's going up against. Yeah. You got, you, um, it's when I've seen him make that first walk, actually, weirdly enough, before we realized the error of our ways, I think I'd stumbled on Twitter across um, like a replay or something of, of Stark, like walking towards Ebony Maw and just like the slow motion of his nanotech coming on. Mm-hmm. I, and I, again, of course, see it as I'm rewatching this, I was like, this, this shit's freaking awesome, man. Like they do a crazy, like, they do an awesome job with it. Um, it's just, that's why like when we talk about Moon Knight and you bring up the point about like, why aren't we just seeing the gods, even if it's just for a short bit? Um, you know, you kick ass with something like this. You kick ass with Conchu. Why don't we get a little bit more of that? And that, and that certain instance, you know, right. credence to, to your point. Yeah, and, and the other thing, just on maybe this is like a Fashion Max segment here, but uh, sure. Steve Rogers' Nomad look, like I love that kind of transition and, and that uh, move to Steve Rogers kind of being that nomad. And again, taking a bit of a backseat in there. He's not in this movie for for all that much. No, but he's got a like you know he has a pretty high slugging percentage. Um, or if you want to get like more into this uh, uh, era of like stats, it's his crazy awesome ISO. Oh, oh, there we go. So yeah, that's that's where you start to lose me with the advanced metrics. That's that's tough there. Sorry, I'll I'll dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what do you got there? Because I think you, you hit on some things there with, with the comedy aspect, which I thought was yeah. a, a great um, offset to what was a really heavy movie. I think the comedy is outstanding. And I mean, the the rapport between, I mean, just every time that Thor calls Rocket Rabbit is funny. Um, not always necessarily laugh out loud after the first few times, but it's still like a little little chuckle for me every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like Rock is also just like totally okay with it. The whole thing with the Guardians and Thor to me is like, again when we talk about rewatchable scenes, usually it's about action. So you get anything else brought into the mix that says a lot about about what's going on. And of course, like Iron Man's funny and, and Doctor Strange and you know all this the dick measuring contest that these people have over yeah. the course of it. Um, so yeah, and we'll get into the specific quotes where I don't want to tip our hand too much on. It, but the comedy for this like holds up perfectly um all these years later yeah a- absolutely here and again a- another thing and this is probably my uh going off the comedy tony's interactions with stranger peter mm. that, that's that's i mean you, you touched on that oh, quickly. that was that was a good note for me but <sighs> my real my real nominee here is the um team ups that you get and again the way that the story is kind of broken down where you get all these little vignettes of all these characters right you have like how big the cast and crew was. How are you going to get all these heroes together who haven't worked together? And how are you going to inter- interweave everybody? Uh, it's great. So you get like the Bucky Rocket connection. I think you've uh, touched on that quickly and time and time again before as two of your favorite characters. But you know, the, the final fight on Wakanda, the battle of Wakanda there when he's spinning around using uh, Rocket with the machine gun, like that's great stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, strange, strange and Iron Man teaming up in uh, downtown New York uh, against Ebony Maw. And that's kind of a cool little thing that they're using with one another there. Um, let's see. What, what are some other ones that they have here? Uh, well, you know, Thor and Groot is a cool team up that you get there uh, when, when they're going out trying to find uh, Peter Dinklage and, and the big the big elf guy. Yep. When we talk about um, who is it? Uh, what's her name? Um Okoye and uh, and Black Widow teaming up, mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit. And obviously, Scarlet Witch just thrown in the mix there. And getting to see Hulk in, in the um, or Banner in the um, the the Hulkbuster Hulk suit. Yep. Yeah, right. That's yep. that's cool. And then and then Stephen Groot. That's again a little bit of a comedy moment there. Uh, but you, know, I am Groot. Yeah. I am Steve Rogers. 
Yes. And there are so many quotes that we're holding back right now in the course. We've got a bunch of them jotted down. We will get to that. Um, I do think you're, you're spot on here with this one, Wes, with the new superhero team-ups. Um, love a lot of them, of course. Me, The biggest ones are all Rocket-related because one of my favorite characters in the MCU, if not my favorite, it's Winter Soldier some days, depending on the day. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously Falcon and the Winter Soldier redeemed that character quite a bit. But some other stuff that I think is worth mentioning, because I'm going to side with you on your nominee there. Um, I think the, the impact that I felt in the moment of the dust deaths. And it's very, oh, yeah. like the, the, it's very specific because we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. We already alluded to that earlier. Um, I think Ebony Maw ages really well. Um, yes. You know, over like when I first watched it, definitely appreciated him. But now looking back on it, it's like, this guy talks a lot and he is like annoying in just the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, it, so he's outstanding character. Uh, so the, really appreciate him a lot more. Um, I think the way the story's told in its entirety, where like right. Endgame kind of gets criticized for like you have one hour, it's one thing; one hour, it's another thing. And then like I don't mind it with that movie. With this one, I kind of would have, but this is just like a crazy, like cohesive stream that bounces around really well. Um, like so, I really, really think that like if we're if we were a more hoity-toity podcast, which we're never going to be, that I think this would probably be the uh, the winner. And then the other one too, just a small one. Black Widow's action sequences, like look, like I have. She, a, she gets some underrated. She gets, yeah, finally gets a little bit of do here. Yep. So like, re, like as after the movie, I've just been paying attention to her stuff a little bit more every time we see her now, and it's like she just flies under the radar because she's not super powered like all these other people, mm-hmm. and we're not gonna like, like Hawkeye's the guy that we make fun of because he's got a bow and arrow. She's a spy at least. So like, right. so like, but now it's like no. She's like a lot more badass than I've realized over the years. So she's been, again, slugging percentage. Good, yeah, yeah, very high stuff. I love that you mentioned Ebony Maw because I, I'm in agreement with you. I thought he was the strongest of the Black Order. But mm-hmm. me, as we move over to the Mirror Match Villain Award for what aged the worst, I would say the Black Order overall kind of aged the worst because they were ushered in to be kind of like this one step above of the faceless nameless uh you know droids or or aliens or whatever they have there you know like so you get a little bit of a backstory but you don't get a whole lot of them and outside of again uh ebony ma you don't really get much out of proximate midnight corvus glaive uh uh, who's the big guy there that i'm playing uh call obsidian yes thank you Mm -hmm. so i i agree with you i I so obviously we agree that ebony ma the character was interesting. They did they did well mm-hmm. with that character. Um, otherwise, though, I would agree with you. Proxima Midnight, like uh, the big thing for me coming in with her is like with that spear, she does not miss. Um, yeah. it's like never happened. So I was like, that's kind of a big deal. Um, and then pretty much right off the rip, we see Steve Rogers catch the 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 sword or the, the right. spear. Excuse me. So it's like. You know, for the for the people who didn't read it necessarily or aren't doing the research, um, you know, like okay, it's just like a cool thing. But for me, it's like, well, you know, it should like you don't disrespect a cap, but like that should be a lot fucking harder than he just made it look. Right, uh, this is an alien, right, and he is just like a, a human with on roids. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like I don't know about that. I do. I did like the. Um, the portrayal of the characters in terms of how they carried themselves. I don't know mm-hmm. about Call Obsidian as much, but yeah, Cor- he wasn't didn't really matter. Corvus Glaive definitely has like a like a fuck you attitude that I appreciate, and same with Proxima Midnight. But you're right, they could have been done. Um, they could have been done better. I mean, they just bite the dust, all of them. Like it right was away. a cool introduction because you, particularly in uh, Corvus Glaive's sense, because he gets he kills Vision right away. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like your point of vision, or you know, he he hurts vision right away. He stabs him, yes. right? And and kind of really screws him up for the rest of the movie there. But um, what you know, like to that point, vision is really unstoppable. He's kind of like the most powerful Avenger, right? True, true. Yep, yep. But I, I still think that like in the like in the so in the end, like they had some moments, but for how bad these characters yeah. are made out to be, it's like you're right. Like, like I they're it's in tough the because you have the time and so many people too. So it's like I, I get it. I get yeah. it. But I think they're in the, I don't think they're gonna be our winner for this, but they're absolutely like, you know, if we're talking like finalists, they would definitely be in those like fi- that final three grouping. Yeah, and I would say, say for an honorable mention, uh, the Iron mm. Spider suit. Um, I thought that was great at the introduction, at the time of it, too. I thought that was, like, super cool going to space and everything. But when you see it in No Way Home, uh, and it's in, like, it's it's cloth form. It's kind of it becomes, like, a practical kind mm. of suit that he's wearing. It's not just, like, all CGI'd. It mm. looks really bad. You know, because mm. when he has the other two Spider-Men around him, they have to differentiate with one another so they have their own suits, you know? So, like, that, they gave, you know, Tom Holland the, the Iron Spider suit in that one. So that's how they differentiate. But it looks like it's, like, sewn. It doesn't look like it's a CGI suit. And I, I don't know. I just think Spider-Man in general shouldn't have. Like, it's cool to have for the movie and for the, the battle. But I think he should just have a, like, nylon type of suit. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, th- lose, I think this lose is- all the t- Stark tech, you know? Hmm. Okay, I, I mean, I can get behind that. I mean, it's, to, this is one that didn't necessarily bother me quite as much, but I'm no, you know, it's an honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention. I think number two, um, in, in this one is my the one I added on, um, Peter Quill. Um, like he's the he, might be number one, he could okay. Well, I mean, you the other, the other one you have is a pretty good point, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, Peter Quill, like, is the problem in all of this. Um, yeah. I feel like after we watched it, like we were all pretty frustrated anyways with him, aside from you know, moving past the devastation of so many characters biting right. the dust. Um, but he was like, it's like, dude, like chill out for two seconds. Let us get the glove off. And then you can try and beat up Thanos and let him kill you. Um, instead, he Or, or even before that, right? When they're in um, uh, the collector's uh, you know, re- realm and stuff, right when Thanos has the reality stone uh, and he screws up the whole pl- – or he's trying to, you know, really – you know, push the whole guide the plan his way and everything. No one's listening to him. Mm. You know, it's it's like he's kind of losing it a little bit. You know, yeah, he did he he did lose his grip. And I mean, it's all I mean, it's Thor, I guess, and all of it. Um, but like, man, I I understand. Yeah, the, yeah, that's a good point. It's all, I, I, as soon as Thor showed up. Yeah, and I because I thought you were actually going to say like you blaming him for like not pulling the trigger on Gamora sooner, which like I, I, I just think that's I mean, he could have, but that's also like a like. That yeah. I I understand him going through that. And he ended up trying to do it in the end. Like to like in fairness to him, he did try right. to do it. Um, but um, but actually in, in that will there's something with Gamora too that when we get into to our next category that I will bring up that could fall under a mirror match villain, but you had one other category one other nominee for this. Uh yeah, and it's the deaths, right? I think it has to be. So I think when you look at Peter Quill or the deaths, whether it's the blips or uh the actual deaths, as we mentioned off the top, right, with mm. with Loki or Vision, um, you know, it just doesn't hold as much everyone. At the time it felt like there was no greater stakes. That was our big gripe with Civil War and so many other people, right? It's that this was supposed to be that was supposed <laughs> to be such a huge battle, and then it, everyone's pulling their punches by the end of it. So this one felt like it answered those uh, things that we were left wanting from Civil War. But, you know, 18 months, one year later, an endgame, it all kind of comes right back again. Yeah, and look, there's still a lot going on with Vision where we don't know, like, him getting set straight and everything. Um, 
But like we, we and yes, it's not the same Loki that we got back. But when you look at the characters that died in the course of all this, it's pretty much just the Black Order. Uh, it's, um, it's the Black Order, and it's Thanos and Gamora and Heimdall. That's pretty much it. It's Gamora and Heimdall, and even then Gamora, yeah. we got we got Gamora back. So like that. Well, if, actually, if you're saying Thanos. Right from Endgame, right? So that, right. that would be yeah, Endgame. Sorry, sorry, Black sorry, yeah, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead yeah. on that one. Yes. So it's just it's the Black Order, it's Gamora, and it's Heimdall. And even then, we're gonna get Gamora back later. So it's really just and it's a similar thing to Loki, I guess. But we're gonna get it's just Heimdall in the Black Order in the end that we, yeah. that we pretty much lose. So it's so yeah, like as much as I feel it, like like I said, the the feeling the deaths in the moment, thinking back to that like that moment when we saw everybody die, absolutely, like I still feel that. At the same time, though, when you look at it afterwards, like, okay, yeah, but now we know everybody's going to come back. So it's kind of just, it doesn't carry that same way. And to me, like when you talk about what's better, Endgame or or um, Infinity War, that's a big, like, like that in that conversation, that is a big knock on Infinity War. Like Endgame kind of takes away from like the biggest thing, one of the bigger things from Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, absolutely here. Uh, and I think we can go, go back and forth again. Peter Quill... Mm -hmm deaths whatever, whatever pick your poison you know we'll leave it up to you mm. uh the quantum realm award for unanswerable questions uh was thanos right <laughs> um that is isn't right i mean marvel is telling us that he was yeah i mean it's you know it, it i don't think they keep I, reminding us that they they i, I guess they, they they're trying to um so i had two for this one was but that is that is actually an, definitely an unanswerable question um because some people I think did think Thanos was right, but uh, not myself. But anyways, <laughs> why didn't Gamora lie about the location of the Soul Stone? I think that is an unanswerable question. I understand Thanos did not train her to lie, but mm -hmm. doing in that dire moment, how do you not have a backup plan for like, okay, it's not on Vormir, like, 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 yeah, anywhere but Vormir and on the places that you've looked. Just figure out like a place. You don't have to do any more than that, and then take them on this wild goose chase. Because the other, like, because then it's like, just all you have to do is like to stall, so maybe Nebula can get out. Um, and then the other thing too is like, where you told Quill, like, I cannot tell you anything other than that I know something that he wants to know. Why the fuck did you tell Nebula? anything about the soul stone she told her way too much she didn't tell you can't her trust sisters you can't trust sisters i mean know? for real so yeah. it like that one maybe just as big a question as the other one uh, i i can go either way but it's like around gamora it's like eh, like why didn't you think that through i understand you're a liar but yeah maybe on. maybe she knew maybe she knew this was her destiny and that she had to die you know the, the sacrifice has to be made she yes. seems like she knows, you know, like she knows what, what's going to happen, right? She's telling Peter she's she kill her, you know. So like this was this was well, it. Maybe she was like knowing that sending to Vormir, like this was going to be her death. It sounds to me other. like she was failing to plan, so she planned to fail. Oh, oh, look at you, look at you, Nick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody's got to get. You those read right. that on a quote somewhere, quote board. I've said it way too much recently. I feel. Like. Oh yeah, really? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. Not not about in, me. In regards to what? I, I've had like people. I, I I weirdly enough, I think like I think my mom asked me that saying the other day, and I think mm -hmm. someone else asked me that saying. So it's just like randomly popping up, not actually like me bringing it up in casual conversation, unlike today. Well, yeah, you know what I've heard recently is uh, it's it's actually one of my favorite presidents, my favorite president's quote. Uh, but no one knows what you care 
No one cares what you know until they know that you care. Oh, uh, that's uh, it. He made that up too. I think I think it was he said that. I don't know. You know, like all these quotes get attributed to different people. You know, mm. it could just be him saying it at a famous time. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I was just more impressed that you knew that one too, because obviously you have this speak softly and carry a big stick thing. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, we're not getting to the quotes just yet, but nope. the the what is it all a mean award for the top mm. Easter eggs ties to the MCU here post credit scene. Uh, only one. We have uh, Fury and Maria Hill are alerted on the attack of Wakanda. Uh, Hill gets blipped, and everyone around them does too. Uh, Fury begins to blip. He sends uh, a page to Captain Marvel. We see her logo uh, being revealed on the pager. He almost drops uh, an F bomb or an S bomb, mm. right? He almost mm. swears. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, like, look, for, I can, I'm very excited to talk about Captain Marvel because you we've gone like back and forth, up and down, all these different feelings about this movie. Yeah. Obviously, it was very um controversial well not very controversial but like people wanted to go at brie larson at the time but i was really excited um when we saw the the, the beeper and everything like, all right oh, yeah, we're, we're getting this shit so let's see what happens um so yeah this this is one of those post-credits scenes that definitely like holds up um as much as you know fury well actually fury's whole deal is kind of a mess right now too um, yeah we don't really know what his deal is right he's just coming back to earth yeah, he had all summer to figure it out, but still hasn't. So, um, yeah. th then we got the Stan Lee cameo, of course. Wes, uh, he's the bus driver for Peter's school uh, trip, and he's unimpressed by Thanos and the Black Order's invasion. Um, and uh, oh, actually, you, this is a good point. I didn't even think of this. Possibly reprising his character from Spider-Man: Homecoming. What was his cameo in that? Why can't I remember what it was there? So I was reading this from somewhere. So I think it was another bus driver. Was he really? Okay. Oh no! Oh no! 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 He was the guy who was yelling out at Peter. Who um, was like, "Hey, how's your mother?" He's yelling him out when they're like a, during a car breaking. But you know, maybe that's the guy from New York City, also in Queens. You know, maybe huh. he's doing it on the side. Okay. You know, I don't know. Could be. Okay. Well, you mean this is the and we see like he's he's talked to the Watcher over the years. I forget if that already if that already happened, right? They talked to the Watcher. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, um, got a few other ones too. When we're talking about Easter eggs, uh, Tony does a bit of foreshadowing, of course, by saying that uh, he's yeah, Pepper was pregnant in his dreams, um, and they were going to name their kid Morgan after her uncle. Morgan, her, her eccentric uncle, Morgan. Yes, eccentric. That's what it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one little thing too that I found just doing a little bit of research. Um, the cauldron of cosmos or the cosmos. Um, Strange uses that in the comics quite a bit. Um, to see the history of the world. Just little yeah. random ones. And there's a whole bunch more of uh, uh Easter eggs and everything you go through. I suggest you go through like heavy spoilers, new rock stars, something like that uh, on, on the YouTube device. They go, they go heavy, heavy, heavy in depth there. Uh, but now for something that is kind of upper alley here, the uh, shield internet sleuth award for internet research on the movie. Uh, Joe Russo felt that the Hulk refusing to appear for much of the film was only partially because he was scared. Uh, but also because he realizes that, quote, Banner only wants Hulk for fighting. I think he's had uh, enough of saving Banner's ass. Uh, Russo also added that he was uh, really reflective on the journey from Ragnarok, where these two characters are constantly in conflict with each other over control. Of course, you get the performance issues, uh, an allusion to Viagra and that mm. sort of thing. 
but the PTSD from getting beat up by Thanos, which was something that we didn't mention as what, uh, you know, a rewatchable scene, but right off the jump, I mean, that kind of sets the stakes right after killing Loki, right? I mean, that is a great way to set the tone. Like, hey, like, yeah, exactly. But that's a great way to set the tone. Like, hey, Hulk cannot take this guy on, really. Like, yeah, you got a couple punches in, but pretty much it was just by surprise. Yes. That's it. Um, but I think this is a great one, Wes, because like I, I we all knew like okay, performance issues, like he's afraid of Thanos, and we got a little bit more confirmation afterwards. But I don't remember seeing this part originally that it was like he was kind of sick of Banner and all this too. Um, yeah, he's like Banner just wants him for fighting and everything. So I thought that yeah. was some pretty interesting uh, little like little twist. I thought this one was pretty good here. An early draft of the film had uh, Steve Rogers first appearing at the end of the film to save Vision from Corvus Glaive in Wakanda. Oh. Uh, Marcus McFeely, the writers, were uh, called, quote, insane for waiting that long to introduce Rogers into the film and ultimately concluded it was, quote, not a satisfying approach. It's just you're not going to sell as many toys if you only see Steve Rogers in there for five minutes, as much as he wasn't in there for crazy long. Exactly. Right? But I think the way they introduced it was still very cool. You you yeah. mentioned it kind of uh, catching, right? He, he didn't mm. miss it. He, he caught the blade. Do- he dodged it and caught it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's but right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but like, yes, it was very cool. Like, I, I look, I'm nitpicking about like, you know, Proxima Midnight and what she is in the comics and everything. And obviously they changed things from the movies to the comics as they should. Um, but yes, it was very cool in the music with it and everything. So yeah, yes. definitely. Uh, speaking of Marcus and Mick Feely, they described Strange as quote, ended up being the reasonable adult in the room with the widest perspective available. And all I have to ask uh, to you, maybe this is an unanswerable question, Nick, mm. what happened to that version of Dr. Strange? Yeah, when you look at characters that have changed quite a bit over the years, I mean... He's not reasonable at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what his, what's going on with him now. Um, not that yeah, I dislike him, but I'm, I'm, well, I'm very excited to see what he does in this next right, movie. Right, yeah, maybe, of course. Maybe we get some answers on that. That'd be nice. That's all I would like, like when, when you're looking at strange characters, just kind of figure out where he is at mentally because he's definitely... Mm-hmm. Mo- like, you're right, he's kind of like moved in a lot of directions where we got to find out what his deal is. Yes, exactly. And I, you know, he, I, I think he's kind of had all summer to figure it out. But. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here. Uh, Ebony Maw's look was inspired by the Marvel comics character Mephisto. So it was Mephisto all along, Nick, uh, <laughs> who appeared in the uh, affinity gauntlet storyline. Oh, that's interesting. I thought Ebony Maw always kind of looked like he did in the... Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of odd. But again, I thought that was just interesting to see Mephisto uh, yeah. in there. Maybe his original, maybe his original um, look was... Yeah, because I see him... Okay, well, anyways, uh, what else you got for me? Um, this is... Oh, I think... Oh, so this is on Thanos here. So uh, McFeely shared this sentiment describing the film as Thanos's quote, hero journey, in addition to being the film's protagonist, stating that, quote, part of that is the things that mean the most to him. So we wanted to show that. It wasn't just his power. It wasn't just an ideal. It was people. So again, was Thanos right? I mean, this was the first time this, again, could be an instance of what aged the best, maybe that we overlooked, but the presentation of Thanos or, or the villain uh, having a, a solid, solid perspective, you know, where you can actually understand why uh, he is doing, you may not agree with it, but it's a fully fleshed out idea of his actions and his motives. And uh, I thought that was a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, powerful way of doing that. 
So that's a, that's a solid one. Um, but I think in the end, you're right. The Steve Rogers one is the number one with the boy yeah. here. Uh, th- like I never knew that at all. Like you weren't going to have him until the last freaking second would have been like, would like in the moment would have been like, Oh, oh, there he is. Like finally. But yeah, that wouldn't have worked. I don't think it would have been been very cool. Cause much like we were talking about, uh, you know, Thor showing up, maybe that's how they, you know, kind of swapped it out at the end. Like, all right, well, we'll have Thor kind of coming in and kind of saving the day to a a certain degree, but like him showing up in the battle of Wakanda to save like vision at the vinyl. I don't know. That would be, the theater would have went nuts, I bet. This is true. That is true. But that that's interesting uh, that they kind of went through that experience. Yeah. So that one's what gets my vote here for sure. Good, good, I, find, great find. I'm right there with you. Give me some quotes here. What do you got? What are some quotables? All right. We have the I Am Inevitable Award for best quote in the movie. We will start off with, uh, dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the Wizards. <laughs> of course, that's Tony to Bruce Banner. Um, yes. And then shortly after, I believe, if not right before, uh, mm-hmm. Tony says to Ebony Maw, get lost, Squidward. Which right. is like, I, I, I'm curious, like, what's the cutoff for people who didn't get that reference? Like, obviously, we it's right in our wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. I got to imagine a lot of that. That's a pretty wide gap, I imagine, right? I mean, I everyone knows SpongeBob. Yeah, I, one would think. Um, then we got, um, it's like a pirate had a baby with an angel, <laughs> uh, which I do believe Mac and Goo have like a pirate angel shirt available on T Public, if I'm not mistaken. If, uh, but- if, it, if it was, if it's not, it was at one point. Okay. Uh, and that, of course, comes from Drax when they pick up Thor in his, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, unconscious body. Um, you mentioned this one earlier. Uh, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Yes. Uh, perfect. Like, just like innocent Steve Rogers has no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the end of it all, like Steve Rogers, yes, he's like become a little more of a badass over the years, but he's still like that nice guy who just like sometimes doesn't get it. Doesn't um, get it. Yes. yes. Much like my co-host here, I feel like sometimes. I think you, you can relate to that. And just defaults to nice when you have no <laughs> idea. Because what's the worst that happens if that's the case? Um, yes. Yes, exactly. Speaking of, uh, but the opposite of nice, uh, I would say in this movie was Star-Lord, where at one point he got pissed with Tony Stark for, for calling them plucky. Yes. Dude, uh, yeah. don't call us plucky. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what it means. <laughs> so, well, Star Lord's got a bunch. I know you got a couple here, but you know, he uh when he first meets Doctor Strange and they're kind of going through that battle and stuff and like trying to figure out who they are. And Doctor Strange is like, Who do you serve? And he's like, What do you want me to say? Jesus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's a great one. Yeah. I would remember that one, uh, but yes. Of course you would. Um, let's see. Uh oh, here's another. I got a couple more from Star Lord, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like your plan, except it sucks. So let me do the plan. And that way it might be really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of course, talking to Tony Stark, which is just like, and I, I it gotta, was a great plan. It was. Yeah. You just, if he just up. executed it, just follow yep. through. Um, another one from Star Lord, my other nominee. This one might be my favorite one from him. Uh, I'm half human. So the 50% of me that's stupid, that's 100% you. Yes, I, I that's like a Yogi Berra and everything. It's just like <laughs> all of it. Yeah, that that one might be my, my winner here. And Tony's response is just completely baffled. He's like, "Your math is incredible." <laughs> yeah, I, I, what do you even say to that in that moment? Um, then we got one from Cap, which is very different from the rest of these, where these mm-hmm. are all kind of funny quotes. Um, I'm not looking for forgiveness, and I'm way past asking permission. Earth just lost her best defender, so we're here to fight. When he says that to Ross, like I'll, I'll be at a hologram, Ross. It's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, get out of my face. So I, I absolutely, and it's like, still, he's like, arrest them. Shut up. 
jackass. You want I me? Know. This guy wants the Thunderbolts over here. Unbelievable. R.I.P. William Hurt. That's true. That is fair. Um, and then the other one, this this one's a funny one because we talk about the Mandela effect. We haven't talked about it for like a while. But I have the correct quote written down from Rocket. You brought up the um, back and forth that he has mm-hmm. with um, with Winter Soldier when he picks him up. What do you – do you remember it as the quote as I have it written down or do you remember it differently? What do you uh, what do you have? What do you what, so what do you have for, it as differently? From Rocket, he said after he tries to get the arm, Bucky's arm, he says, Oh, I'll get that arm. What do you remember it as? Nothing jumps out at me. Okay. Because every time I hear somebody quote that, I always hear people say, Oh, I'm gonna get that arm. Oh, I'm gonna get that arm. Yeah, so it's that. a, uh, that's, that's close enough. Okay, I see what you're saying. Burn steam, yeah. burn stain. Exactly. It's a little yeah. thing, but like it, it it does sound a little bit better. But either way, it's mm-hmm. really funny. That's like Rocket had you know great performance and everything. But I think the half uh human feel you know, 50%, 100% thing from Star Lord might be my favorite. Yeah, I like that. If it's not uh any of the uh Tony Tony Stark banter. Mm. Uh yep. but yes, if uh, Star Lord does have some great great quips there. Again, again, Muzz, I'm going to commit. I'm getting yeah. a Bowflex. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of uh, of Peter Quill, Star Lord, we come to the sad Bucky Barnes award for, award for who lost the movie. West, you have quite a few nominees for this. Yeah, a couple. I mean, a couple obvious ones right off the bat: humanity. Uh, you know, losing losing half of that. Uh, the Avengers as a whole losing losing the mission. Um, yep. You know, uh, but more specifically, uh, Paul Bettany. Mm. He takes a pretty. He takes an L early on. You think he's invincible, right? Uh, Carbosted. Yeah carbon-based uh robot there uh thor takes a pretty big l of course he gets fat uh eating all the uh, ice cream after that uh so much so right he gets into a depressive state Mm. so uh, he's he should have gone for the head yeah that's another all time that's an all-time quote too we don't throw that in here but like that's definitely one you're all like one of those are one of the quotes you remember from this movie for sure Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's the memeable moment right i mean Mm. same thing there right so that's true too and get this man a shield you know that thing Mm. that's another great great oh yeah forever yeah we could go but again this this movie when you're talking about like two and a half hours three hours or whatever the Mm. runtime is i mean of so many different characters having their own little moment, you know, yeah, to, to stand out. I mean, we could be going on for like a two, three hour podcast here. 100%. But I think the real loser of this, and we mentioned Thor and Paul Bettany, I think it's Peter Quill, who we spent a lot of time with here because we wouldn't need an Avengers Ed game had they just carried out the plan that he wanted to do from the beginning. Yeah, this is true, but also if Thor had just not been like so like vengeful in his actions and just focused on getting the job done, you of course would go for the head. Um, so it's, 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 the blame is not far off, but it's definitely falls on Quill primarily. Um, I'm with you on this vote, but I do want to say on the Paul Bettany, um, vision note, I mean, this guy goes, he gets stabbed in the back that first time, gets it again. And then not only that, he has the love of his life, kill him, like blow his brain. Yeah. And then, and then he comes back to life. Um, and I got to imagine that did not feel all that great. And then freaking Thanos, like caves his skull in and rips out his soul or his mind and then he looks like a vicious corpse at the end of it all even though he's a robot um so like to to me like any one of those i think and then thor he lost a lot like in terms of family in this one too i think any one of those three in any movie is going to be right point. there. Paul Bettany, all that happened just prior to him get, being shacked up with Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen in uh Scotland they were just like 
having sex in a hotel room all night long, you know? Yeah. So it's we like this... we should have stayed in bed. Yep. So I, I don't, I, I can't like, I kind of want to give it a vision cause he got it real bad, man. Um, but Quill's like, I, I feel like for our view of Quill, like, all, like especially when you rewatch it, it's like, yeah, you fucked up, you idiot. So it's pretty cool. Hashtag justice for vision. Let's go Paul Bettany. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the J. Jonah Jameson Award for the best performance by a side character, Nick. Maybe some some love for Heimdall. A uh, little, little side character action there. Maybe Ebony Maw. Uh, maybe Ebony Maw as a uh, nomination. But I love this as a, as a sneaky reveal, unexpected, out-of-left-field reveal. Uh, Red Skull on Vormir. I think that Ebony Maw in most movies would qualify as a side character, but he talks a lot and he plays mm-hmm. a big role for a while. Um, I think that Heimdall and Red Skull in this like crazy ensemble cast, somehow these those two fill, fill into this uh, this category for sure. But I am in 100% agree with you. Like We're talking about best side character. It's definitely Red Skull. And we're not even getting friggin' uh, Hugo Weaving in this role either, which is a little disappointing, but like, would not have known if right. I didn't like hear the news. Like the performance this guy put on, which I don't have his name, but like awesome. Like definitely jo- Jonah it. something. Jonah something. Okay, I'll, I'll look that up real quick. Uh, but uh, but he's he's the winner for us by far, which brings us into the Edith Award for who won the movie. Yeah, and again, there's there's a lot to like here. I thought you know we didn't really talk all that much about Spider Man, um, Peter Parker. I thought he had a very strong performance in this, particularly with the aliens and, and kind of uh, uh, killing Ebony Maw, you know, and, and getting, uh, uh, abducting on their ship. I thought that was a great scene getting, uh, uh, you know, the, what am I, what am I trying to say? Get When he's going through New York city, where are they taken away? The coat? The, oh, the, 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 cloak. the cloak? Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, like that's a great scene too that I'm blanking on, but you know, it's, it's really a two man show here to, in my opinion, you know, you have Thanos and you have Dr. Strange. I think Doctor Strange, you have some of his best superhero work getting done in this moment, mm. I think, uh, as well as, uh, you know, Thanos, who I think is, is probably the front runner here. So before I give my pick here, it he was wins. it was Ross Marquand, um, who Ross. F- for those who watch uh, The yeah. Walking Dead, that is Close. Aaron. So you may be familiar with him. I didn't realize that it was him. Um, but uh, yeah, my vote goes to Thanos in this one. I, I don't think this is really up for debate. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Strange has some awesome moments and all this. Um, but in the end, like he wins because like he gets what he wants to have happen because of what he saw in his vision and everything. But like Thanos is the only one who really walks away from this feeling good, feeling like, yep, you know, I came to work, punched in, punched out, did what I was supposed to do. Um, really happy about it. Like that, and obviously, like he's just in this movie so much and faces so much. I guess adversity, like fighting a bunch of different people throughout the course. Of sure, this yeah. Um, so yeah, like Thanos is the has to yeah, be kill his daughter. That's yeah, adversity. And, and at the end of all this too, when we talk about the best villains in superhero um, in comic book movie history, it pretty much comes down to him and Heath Ledger at this point, if I'm not mistaken. If, so, if I'm missing somebody off the top of my head, whatever. But like, it's those two, um, and that's largely for Thanos because of this movie. Yeah, yeah, I can't really think. No one else really comes to the mind at the moment. Uh, that's good. I like that. That's a good, good note, Fry Guy. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. So I, I don't know how you can't re- go from anyone else other than Thanos. You know, Doctor Strange is really just an honorable mention there. But uh, Thanos is the real winner of Infinity War. Aside from the people, you know, it's always the people should be a nominee as well because the fans got great service. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're highly serviced in this movie. 
Yeah, I, as I pulled something up real quick, some names that got thrown out for like best villains in um in a in a superhero in the comic book movies. Mm -hmm. uh, we see Magneto pop up, Doc Ock, sure. Winter Soldier, Killmonger, uh, Loki, Two Face, Green Goblin. Um, some of those like Killmonger, Winter Soldier, two two small stakes. Yeah, you know, I love Baron Zemo too. Like I thought he was a great villain. Vulture, another great villain. Two two small stakes. Yeah, I think, and obviously Joker is a small stakes, but it, it's just it's just different. Um, I think if you're talking smaller stakes, he wins it. You know, number one with a bullet. Thanos, large. But he stakes. has he's like the number one villain in Batman's Rogues Gallery. Though. This is also yeah, so true. that's. Yeah. So I, he has that working for him. But the Magneto one nice. I like. I'm on board with that. Yep, Magneto is a great one. But I think right now it's got to be Thanos mm. and uh, and Joker and all these. Um, but uh, but that uh, that is that it. Does it. We yep. did it. It's in the bag. We survived. Whew. Yep, yep. We made it. We uh, managed to roll with the punches after we almost screwed up. Yes. Now, uh, getting the Discharge Depot here, all aboard, Hong Kong. Hmm. More pressing matters. Uh, mm. You got engaged. So tell me about this. Here, you were up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, yep. on a Friday, uh, yep, Friday, on a Friday evening. So you did not tell anybody about this, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I told like who I had to, you know, in the, like I had like get a little help from some people, like figuring out like how to get the ring done and everything, like like oh, like sure. what what to have it look like and whatnot. But um, but yeah, it was just me and. Um, Lauren and I in uh, at Portsmouth in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at the now, library. Is that, is that a special place? The, so we've gone up to Portsmouth for a day trip. Uh, oh, actually, no, we did a, like our first little like weekend thing that we ever did was in Portsmouth, mm -hmm. New Hampshire. Okay, and then um, the library restaurant was a place that we had gone to. Absolutely loved it. A very nice place. Definitely like you know higher end and all that stuff um, in terms of price and whatnot. But it's oh. I, don't, I don't know if it's a converted library, but like it's. Filled with bookshelves, it feels like you're eating in a in a library. They get the books donated, I guess. Okay. Um, but it's like a really cool, like it's really like um, like nice, relaxed vibe. Um, and Portsmouth in general is just kind of like it's New Hampshire. It's kind of moving yeah. at a comfortable pace. So we were just up there <laughs> looking at a like doing a bunch of different stuff throughout the course of the day. We both had the day off. Um, you know, we're in like Manchester to start the day. We actually ended up going to uh, Kennebunkport and Kittery in New in oh, Maine. Wow. Yeah, so we, we did a lot. Um, the one thing I would change is like I made the dinner reservations for seven thirty. Oh my god, dude! Like I was exhausted dying. by then. I was like, get me to like it's Friday. I'm waiting for the entire week to go by, and it's like now I gotta wait till the end of this day. Well, so this is okay. So it, it's is it burning a hole in your pocket? I was nervous the other day. But I, Jules knew that. I was like acting weird and kind of tell like after the fact, like, so did, did Lauren pick up on this at all? Lauren, Lauren was completely surprised, but she did think she did catch me like acting. She felt like I was acting weird because she, she claims I went to the bathroom like four times. I went like, <laughs> I went once and she thought I went like where she thought I went twice, but I had to make a phone call to the restaurant to confirm the plan that I had. Cause I called them two weeks before. Um, ah. And then part of my plan was, I so you saw that you saw the picture of her ring in her hand mm -hmm. on a book. That book is hollowed out. That book, the, her ring was in the book. I gotta see the video. Her ring was oh. in the book. Oh, geez, Nick, look at yeah. you. So I got it hollowed out. I'd met this guy in Salem um, a while back, and like he, um, he like he hollows out books. So I'm like, oh great, I'll get the bottom of a ring box put it? in there. Work in a prison. <laughs> yeah. um he, but like i got so what i did was i told the library people hey like you have all these books here i'm gonna have my own book that's hollowed out i'm gonna go to my car when we right when we get there and be like oh, i forgot my phone do that give you the book come back order drinks order food 
once we get our drinks, I'm going to come back and say I have to go to the bathroom. So that's part of why she said I went to the bathroom like four times. One of the times I was lying. One of the times <laughs> – yeah. uh, and one of the times I was getting ready. So like – And, and, and you, you got so much running through your mind. There's no smooth way that you're pulling that off, right? I'm sure. Yeah, so <laughs> he was like, When I got up that second time to go to the bath to go to go the bathroom at the restaurant, she's like, are you okay? And like I was definitely a little frantic at that moment because I was trying to get the ring out of my jacket <laughs> and trying to be subtle. So I'm like, hey, what's that big red book up there? Like who's that written by? Like I'm not – I don't give a shit. Like I'm just trying to like – get it so that was that was rough but then um hey hey why don't you look over here that, that's yeah. a cl classic misdirection it worked it. so <laughs> i love it um so yeah so in the end it was like she was like she was like we talked about stuff but she was totally surprised in the end of it um so i was really you know that was awesome obviously you know you couldn't have gone couldn't have gone better honestly Beautiful. Now, uh, I know this is might be a little rushed. You have, do you have a date set? Not till 2024. Okay. We're, we're going to wait some time. That's for sure. Um, okay, right. so now, uh, this will be plenty of time for me to uh, foil any of Doc's plans to sweep in as, as the best man, oh, uh, no. as the co-host situation there, so I can slowly poison <laughs> Doc and, and wiggle my way up the, the ladder. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, if, if 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 the people want it, if the people who listen to Mac and Goo and listen to uh, other podcasts in the DSG want it, Goo would like to have a battle for best man, even though it's you know a kind of a bag job. But I'd be uh, that be what you. Uh, I I think you, it just should be survive. I don't even think we should just don't even become the best man at the end of it. Just do like a survivor like contest to okay. be Friar's best man, but okay. not have anything win. Yep. You not win anything. I think, and I think we need to bring Lucy back in because when everybody, oh, of course, because she, because when she found out, she asked if I wore the Magneto helmet when I was doing it. <laughs> so it's like, well, somebody hasn't skipped the. She gets beat. it. She yep. gets it. Yep. But that's for sure. <laughs> what has uh, is it? What's been up with you uh, since? You know, since just just Eastern yard work, man. I'll keep it very short. This is this is all about you, my friend here. So I wanted I wanted to hear the goods here. So just a lot of yard work and and uh, you know having a little ham. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, so yeah, that's right. We did. I had ham too, and I, I forgot. Like that is a thing on Easter. Wow, what an idiot. Yeah, a lot and, of a lot of Easter uh, uh, peanut butter eggs, Cadbury eggs. Too many of those. So I so, am not a big Cadbury egg guy. I like the Cadbury eggs. The, the mini ones I can do now. As I get older, I can't do the big ones, but the mini right. ones I like. That 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 uh, that definitely makes sense. Also, um, the candy coated Cadbury uh, eggs are good. So they're like the they have like the candy coated M and M shells, but they're like mini uh, milk hmm. solid milk chocolate. See, I, I just think good. you know hmm, it's interesting because Twix has like you know obviously like goo whatever it is mm -hmm. not 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 Fair Max co-host. Uh, I'm talking about like the, the substance, <laughs> um, and I, and I like that a little bit contrary to Max co-host. Um, but anyways, I uh, I, I don't I, that bug, bugs me sometimes. Like it's got to be just right. Like Twix it works, Cadbury eggs. Not so much. Well, yeah, because they get caught in your teeth and that sort of thing. You know, it can be yeah. too much. Yeah, it can be it can be downhill. Yeah, downhill this, fast. It just it didn't. Like, I had one the other day and it did not didn't hit the spot. Oh, cool. okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you felt that way. But at least you know. But I had a bigger one. Like you, know, you can't do the bigger one. So yeah, not anymore. In my youth, you know, I used to be able to pound the whole eggs. But now, give me give me the mini eggs. But as we and as we've learned over time, size does matter. This week in the shared universe.
I couldn't help it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting say? that. I, I was just going to say yes. Size does matter. I, I did notice though your shirt that you're wearing. Is that the confirmed villain shirt? Very this is not no no it's not I should have worn that one it is not my confirmed villain one the, this is the uh, Flashpoint Batman shirt which ah uh, yes I feel like I wore like within the past month on the show not that I don't wear the shirt once a month but like yeah, on the show yeah. gotta clean it up um anyways we brought up shows next, what where are some other shows what are the other shows talking about this week uh hashtag dork is actually not so we're usually the early show from the dsg on mondays and then you have mm -hmm. dork right after us a pretty seamless transition this week they're actually doing their show on thursday because um, it looks like tony hawk um uh, he has a movie dropping on hbo or documentary uh tony hawk colon until the wheels fall i think it's already out i, I think and i don't know what they're doing but davy's also gonna be doing his top 10 skateboarding films throughout this conversation Okay. All are you right. gonna watch that? Are you gonna watch the Tony Hawk thing? Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, You're not, you were a skateboarding guy, right? I, I mean, I love Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater. You know, and I mm. liked watching it. I, I don't have the uh, body dexterity to skateboard. Mm. I never I don't have the body balance or anything like that. But mm. um, skateboarding movies, interesting. I don't even Lords know. of Dogtown. That's the first one that pops up. Oh yeah, it's gonna be all these obscure things. Is uh, Die Hard? No. no, Lords of Dogtown is a great movie. Heath Ledger's in that. Emil Hirsch. I, um, I, I think it's bad that I haven't seen that movie. It's a, it's a good one. You, you'd probably like it. I'm trying to think of another one. Maybe like what's the team Pup and Sud? No, that's that's roller skating. That's tough. Right, I'd be interested to see if there's ten skateboarding films. Oh, you know, I just remembered. I find I watched Itania recently too. Before the, I know that's more important than mm, stuff, mm -hmm. but God, that is so good. Oh my God, is it? Yeah, that's with uh, Margot, right? Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie. outstanding. In yeah. Sebastian Stan's character is brutal. Um, but yeah, I oh yeah, I really like that was it. I hadn't I hadn't watched it yet. You haven't seen it, right? No, no, I prefer for the real thing. Okay, definitely not uh, like not something I pl planned on seeing, but like uh, ever. But like again, Lauren, you know, was like you'll it's really good and all these things. And you know, I, I understand there's stuff that gets changed for movies and whatnot. But learning about some of the background of what happened is like just you know a lot of, a lot of idiots. Like the fact that it got pulled off, you might find that more interesting than anything. The way it got pulled off, like how it happened, like okay, it's it's wild. Love a but, good con. Love a good con. <laughs> Um, speaking of cons, Mac and Goo, I know they had their news dump. I don't know what they're doing this week though. 21 no, questions. I don't, I don't know either. Yeah. Could be 21 life? questions. Yeah. I don't Maybe. know. I know PCP, um, they actually, again, going kind of off script from their normal, um, you know, third right conversations that they want to have on that show. <laughs> they did the uh, top 11 Nirvana songs recently, which I didn't even know there were a top 11 Nirvana songs. So that's good. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. Nirvana, big, big band, big band. Who would have known, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's probably coming off the heels of uh, what's his name, Dave Grohl's uh, buddy dying there, the drummer. Oh, uh, does that have a connection? Did he have a connection to Nirvana other than? No, it was know. Foo Fighters that they did. Unless he, unless he was yeah. Before, oh right? yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Mm. I'm all, I'm all twisted. Right. I don't I don't know right from left here. Uh, TLDR, your your show, Nick. I'll I'll answer that for you. John Lee's is uh, the writer of the Crimson Cage in the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. He'll be a special guest on TLDR. And of course, I've heard it both ways. Season four, episode ten of Psych, and you never want to get the uh, the streamers. Of course, you have Shime Time, you have Doc, uh, you have Davey, all on on the their Twitch streams, their YouTube devices, all on their personal social media accounts. You know where to find them mm -hmm. if you're into that sort of thing. But next week, Nick, I'm gonna I'm stepping all over your your spot here. 
Uh, we, we're going to be doing what? A, a, a TBD? That's what I thought. Unless you had something planned, I was. No, no, I, I have nothing planned. This whole this whole like takeover. I'm thinking that you like I'm excited because like oh Wes has got this momentum going. He's like no, leading I, into something. I had nothing. God, planned. what the fuck? I had not. That's why I took it from you because I had. Oh, nothing. you have nothing planned. Well, TBD. We always that's usually when our best episodes come. It we could probably, be probably won't worst. do it. I, this is true. Um, I would say we're probably not going to do an MCU rewatch. Although no, we're getting close to the strange stuff, the strange movie. So we gotta. Start planning accordingly. Figure out what we're going to do for that. That's true. That's a good point. Um, Maybe. Um, actually, yeah, we might have to discuss, actually, because yeah. mm-hmm. next Tuesday I'm going away. Oh, be out well, of state. Well, there we go. So, yeah, so we got to. Uh, yep. All right. Well, so yeah, we'll, we'll plan. We'll plan something out. Yep. So let's, let's end this now and figure that out. How, what do you say? Sounds good. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, same bad time, same bad place.